Time. The truth is not a Google search, you need to get your head right The Greek goddess of illusion was called Media and I I'm not a coincidence theorist, I look for thread lines Smashing every deadline, no longer smashing red wine Though I can hear the bells chime, it feels like the end times That probably should have been smashed on red wine But the final mind is foolish, obey and end up ghoulish don't get used by instinct, take control and learn to use it Make a load of earnest music, earn a few quid, learn a few tricks Sure the truth is persecuted, this whole world is pure abusive Know a bit about everything and everything about nothing Figured out my noggin while you picture out shopping You sit about watching while I wish it out, stop it I don't mean to sound cocky, I'm not even proud of it It's a second itch to me, just to meet us out honest I don't even need to sound honest, never been about profit Everything but out on it, you can bet your house on it Doubt I'll be out for the count when the sounds And I'm down for the beat, no beat down I mean how long's it been, help me out been the only one who's held me down All in the mind, hell freeze now Still sick with it, healthy how? Few bars down and the well freaked out I don't reach out, I seek out to speak out I'ma recount the reasons they beat out Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the 509 Divine Ponds podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Daniel Pena, and today it is January 3rd, 2024. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, because every day watching the 509 Divine Ponds podcast is an amazing day. Yes, yes. First, like, subscribe, share, tell everybody around that this is going down, because I cannot get this out without your love and your appreciation for this you know i keep you guys going with some information i stay dedicated and i stay flowing remember guys i have a whole bunch of sponsors and coupons down below that you guys can go ahead and check out we have boomer boost products that can get you guys right if you are looking for a little bit of a health change headed into the new year with all organic supplements ranging from barley's blends to green blends from collagen to probiotics a little bit of everything use coupon code joe30 for 30 percent off your order yes guys you know how i love a healthy body and healthy mind so with that you guys can go ahead and check out natural action tech 
for water ionizers and a little bit of everything if you guys are trying to get something on that higher grade level for yourself uh you know some water ionizers uh, oh amazing use coupon code 509 dp-30 all right guys and uh last but not least i am trying to get some uh eye surgery appointments scheduled this year it's like ten thousand no uh so if you guys would like there's a gofundme down below that you guys can donate and with that, let's go ahead and get to the news. Uh, there's a few things out there that we should uh, be aware of I hear, like here in Washington State. You know, there's some laws, but there's also uh, Hanford doing some great work. Um, you know, the local switchblade car that was tested here uh, recently had a major success. So Washington is probably going to be one of the first to um, bring in a lot of the flying cars and a little bit more. So, um, with that, look, guys, you guys know about Hanford, but nobody really knows what's going on. They just say they're cleaning stuff up, but it goes way deeper than that. There's uh, a whole lot of projects going on, like a LIGO Hanford Observatory near Richland is expected to detect 60% more cataclysmic cosmic events, like colliding neutron stars and black holes, thanks to a quantum limit breakthrough. Since the observatory was turned on in May after three years of upgrades, including adding new quantum squeezing technology, it can probe a larger volume of the universe. Now that we have surpassed this quantum limit, we can do a lot more astronomy, said Lee McCuller, assistant professor of the physics of the California Institute of Technology and the leader of the study published in a physical review. X. LIGO uses lasers and large mirrors to make its observations, but we're working at a level of sensitivity that means that the device is affected by the quantum realm. McCuller said in an explanation of the quantum physics work at the LIGO Hanford facility prepared by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Caltech in 2015, the laser interferometer gravitational wave observatory at Hanford's Hanford site landed in eastern Washington and it Twin observatory in Louisiana detected gravitational waves for the first time, proving Einstein's theory of relativity. So Hanford has been in cahoots with proving Einstein's theory of relativity and within the last seven years we have which might explain why there's uh you know this sports shelby super cobra up in tristadies and kennewick creating the ssc tuatora which like goes above 300 miles per hour and like a lot of a lot of money and high level thinkers and quantum physics workers are coming up here um yeah so, you know, a lot of science stuff, right? A little bit of nerdy stuff, but, uh, you know, this stuff makes us move, literally. Um, you know, if you figure out quantum physics and science, then you can, like, kind of run your own shit, like, you know, make your own energy and rely on your own work, you know, be self-sufficient if things uh, are ever needed to at your own house, in your own property, you know what I mean? So, continue on. It says, since then, it has detected gravitational waves from dozens of mergers between black holes as well as collisions between stellar remnants called neutron stars. Rather than detecting light like more conventional observatories, the twin LIGOs detect gravitational waves from past violent events in space as the waves move through the Earth. At LIGO, Hanford vacuum tubes extend for 2.5 miles at right angles across previously unused Hanford site shrub step lands near the Tri-Cities, Washington. At the end of each tube, a mirror is suspended on glass fibers 
a high power laser beam is split to go down each tube, bouncing off the mirrors at each end. If the beam is undisturbed, it will bounce back and recombine perfectly. But if a gravitational wave is pulsing through the earth, making one of the tubes repeatedly infinitesimally longer and the other infinitesimally shorter, the beam will not recombine as expected. So, uh, there is some lasers and tunnels going off beneath Tri-Cities, which makes me think, like, there's been a lot of stuff in the last seven years that have, like, made me wonder about Tri-Cities. There's just been some craziness. A lot of people understand it, too, like, you know, wickedness, you know, just absolute wildness, you know, from, from, uh, accidents happening to just weird strange events in tri-cities and you know there is a huge huge facility underneath tri-cities is what this uh, article is stating that hanford is running they're sending down um lasers that can detect gravitational waves and uh they're they're doing a whole bunch of physics like literally they're sending down lasers and beams all throughout the bottom of Tri-City, so all across Kennewick, Tri-Cities, Pasco, and everything, there's lasers going underneath, like powerful, powerful lasers, which would cause problems with people's energies. If you're like in Tri-Cities and over the last seven years, you just felt weird, like sometimes you felt like there was just weird energies going about, and you know, like people can feel this, you know, we have a, a natural sense for electricity and, and feeling pressures and waves and changes. And yeah, literally, I, I felt like in the last, you know, five to seven years, I've literally felt like Tristanese had a whole different vibe, like like a, a quantum physics shift, like, a you know, I knew something was going on, but now this exactly answers it. And you know what's wild is that, okay, uh, earlier in my episodes for my podcast, you guys can go back and check, I have done a study uh, on, and a long episode on Call of Duty and its references to Hanford, its references to Tri-Cities, and how there is some physics and some science going on that Call of Duty shows inside the game. And, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, Easter egged out, like, so you kind of have to put it together. And um, There's a lot of stuff going on between Tri-Cities and Hanford that's, that, that's like, high-level military, high-level government, high-level science, and people have no idea. I mean, I've covered it over and over and over, all of these different angles. Pretty cool, I guess, um, to know this because, you know, now you're like, okay, this is why I feel weird when I go to this area. Like, Bermuda Triangle, let's just say no one really knew what the heck that was, but then you know. So when you go there, you're like, oh, okay, this is why it was. Compared to the person who didn't know, you're like, whoa, I feel weird. So, like, this, yeah, you know, learning about these things, helps you understand the feelings and, um, you know, energies you read around the world. Pretty pretty interesting. So it says a high-power laser beam is split to go down each tube, bouncing up the mirrors at each end. If the beam is undisturbed, it will bounce back and recombine perfectly. But if a gravitational wave is pulsing through the Earth, making one of the tubes repeatedly intensively longer and other intensively shorter, the beam will not combine as expected. A LIGO Hanford and Louisiana twin can measure the stretching and the squeezing of a fabric of space-time on scales 10,000 trillion times smaller than the human hair. But other things than gravitational waves can influence the laser beam. The laws of quantum physics dictate that particle 
including photons, which will randomly pop in and out of empty space, creating a background hiss of quantum noise that limits the range of detections. LIGO's laser is made of photons, each of the influence of action fluctuations that can produce a crackle in the interferometer, which limits the ranging of detections. That interference can be reduced by squeezing out quantum noise by creating a quantum state of light and injecting it into the vacuum tubes. But quantum noise is moved out of the time or frequency of laser of light and is moved into the amplitude or power of the laser of light. But more powerful lasers push LIGO's heavy mirrors around, creating unwanting noise at the lower frequencies of gravitational waves that mass the detector's ability to sense low frequency gravitational waves so if you're in short cities and you you you've like been experiencing weird random frequency noises in your brain over the last few years uh this might be it the solution developed was controlling the relatively phases of light waves in such a way that the researchers can selectively move the quantum noise into different features of light phase or amplitude Depending on frequency range of gravitational waves, the quantum squeezing device was used in the previously operating run of Hanford LIGO, but now it has been improved with the addition of a 984-foot tunnel along LIGO's arm that allows the further reduction of quantum noise and more frequency. So there was already like a 2.5-mile tunnel, and then they added a whole other 1,000-foot tunnel. So there's tunnels everywhere underneath Tri-Cities sending out laser beams. Whoa! The quantum squeezing device was used in the previous operating run of Hanford LIGO. Wow, yeah. Dhruva Granathby, a graduate student of MIT and lead co-author of the paper published in Physical Review X, said he's most excited about the possibility of the twin LIGOs detecting more neutron star mashups with the help of frequency-depending squeezing. So, as I've been saying in my podcast many of times, there is some quantum physics stuff that's messing with our reality. Like, you know, all these factories and nuclear reactors and all this stuff, like, it's literally messing with us like Stranger Things shows, you know, causing us to feel weird and have weird experiences. This article continues to say, with more detections, we can watch the neuron star rip each other apart and learn more about what's inside. The work done for LIGO also may benefit science and technology in other areas. We can take what we have learned from LIGO and apply it to problems that require measuring subatomic distances with incredible accuracy. It could have ramifications for future quantum technologies, such as quantum computers and other microelectrics, as well as fundamental physics experiments. So, um, I expect that there will be a lot of money coming to Hanford and Tri-Cities um, just over the next 10 years for all of this stuff. Because remember, I believe it was last year that one of the Tri-Cities Hanford uh, or the Tri-Cities WSU places, um, labs had discovered muons. So there was this new form of, it wasn't a proton or an atom or anything. It was this, this I don't know, quantum physics element called muon. And it had the ability to pass through different objects. It, it's an interesting study. Um, you can check it out. Muon, M-U-O-U-N. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming to the cities, guys. Like, big level science. I mean, we already knew Hanford was big level science. Literally, one of America's first nuclear reactors. Like, that's big level, you know. Big money right there. So we're, we're in the land of big money. 
And here is from the Seattle Times, guys. The new Washington laws taking effect in January 2024. So there is marijuana testing laws that have come into place. Under the new laws, employers are blocked from conducting drug tests for cannabis when making hiring decisions. They can still test for other drugs before hiring, and they can test employees for cannabis in certain situations, such as after an accident. If they have suspicions a worker was impaired while on the clock, or to maintain a drug and alcohol-free workplace. Employers who need to test to meet federal regulations, such as trucking companies, can still do so. Other workers, including police, firefighters, airline crews, and corrections officers, might still have to test as well. There's another law, a 10-day gun waiting period. These wishing to buy a firearm in Washington will need to complete a background check and then wait 10 business days before they are allowed to complete the purchase. Supporters say the delay will help save lives, especially for those who might benefit from cooling off pyramid period between one to purchase a gun and actually only one. The law also requires those to purchase a firearm to take a safety training program within five years of purchasing it. Five years? That's ridiculous, man. It's like... That's like saying, uh, hey, I'm not allowed you to buy a car, but, you know, you, you, you need a license here within five years, buddy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I expect like, something like that. Wouldn't they have, have, wouldn't you need, like, a safety training program done immediately beforehand? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is, it's just a weird, that's a long time. Another law, hospital staffing. By January 1st, hospitals in Washington need to establish staffing committees made up of nursing staff and administrators. The committees must approve annual staffing plans, which include a certain number of nurses per patient, and submit them by 2025 to the State Department of Health. Hospitals must then begin tracking how often they follow the plans and how often they are not complying with them because they have too few nurses working compared to patients. Beginning in 2027, hospitals can begin receiving fines if they are not following their approved plans at least 80% of the time. The staffing committee requirement is part of a large bill aimed at creating safe staffing standards, including staff-patient ratios in hospitals. Many nurses have long said that they need new protections to ensure that they are caring for a reasonable number of patients and can provide safe and high-quality care. Hospitals have rested, saying they don't have the staff to meet the kind of ratios the nurses are pushing for. The law approved this year was a compromise between hospitals and nurses unions that supports saying that gives more accountability to staffing committees. And more news for voting rights. Washington lawmakers approved a State Voting Rights Act in 2018. It's intended to address instances where signs of polarized voting exist among different groups in a community and where some groups are at risk of having their votes diluted so that they have a fair opportunity or so that they don't get an unfair opportunity. The law also allowed local governments to voluntarily alter their election systems to be more representative of their populations and for lawsuits to be filed if the locality refused to take such steps. An issue with the law is that it can be costly for voters to challenge at local election systems for a violation of the act. 
Changing to the State Voting Rights Act passed earlier this year aimed to make it easier for an individual to challenge the system by allowing an organization or a tribe to challenge election systems on an individual member's behalf. It also provides a pathway for people or organizations to recover costs they incur when researching the possible legal challenges. So that's good. It's making it uh, fairer for um, bad elections. You know, let's just say people feel cheated, then, you know, now a tribe or a committee or a, a you know, um, I don't know, community within a town can step up. More laws. So street racers, beware. A new law imposes tougher penalties for street racing. Those caught can have their car impounded for 72 hours on the first offense and forfeited completely on the second one. Those who are aiding and abetting street racers will also be charged or can also be charged. Oof, man. Yeah, guys, like, that's, that's tough, man. That's tough. Y'all better watch it. All of y'all, don't don't fuck around. For real, like that's deadly. That's dangerous. That can take lives, and now it can they can take your car. So, like, really be aware. Next up is a newspaper publisher tax exemption. Newspaper and digital publishers who fit certain criteria will get a business and occupation tax exemption starting next year. Previously, newspaper publishers had a 0.35 business and occupation tax rate applied to any business activities conducted within the state. The goal of this exemption is to help support local journalism in Washington and help retain publishing jobs and news outlets. So that would be like me. I could I could um, classify myself as a news outlet and a journalism, um, a, a journalist website, right? And I could get an attack exemption cool so like total win for all podcasters and um independent media heads like me yeah heck yeah so you guys heard it you made it you won they are headed to the national championship and with that there's some better news from the west coast there is the west coast conference adding Oregon State and Washington State as affiliate members. So, OSU and WSU will begin to play in West Coast Conference games across 12 sports beginning with the 2025 academic year. Both institutions are set to compete as affiliate members in men's basketball, women's basketball, women's soccer, volleyball, men's golf, women's golf, women's cross country, and women's rowing. Oregon State will also participate in the conference of men's soccer and softball. And Washington State will also compete in women's tennis and men's cross country. The addition of Oregon State and Washington State gives the conference 11 teams in men's basketball women's basketball women's soccer volleyball and women's cross country 10 teams in men's golf and women's golf nine in men's soccer and men's cross country women's rowing and six in softball and women's golf so uh pretty cool right here we finally see wsu and osu get a home and stay here in the west coast conference i guess right it was pac 12 pacific 12 but now now it's just split up right so this article states, the West Coast Conference is committed to providing opportunities for its membership to compete for national championships, supporting student-athletes in their goals and celebrating achievements, both inside and outside the athletic arena. Yeah, um, 
we look forward to the excellence in addition of Oregon State and WSU as affiliate members. Yeah, all right, enough of that. Let's go forward. Congrats to WSU. Y'all uh, just completely own that conference. Hope you guys are enjoying this broadcast, this podcast, and go ahead, guys. Remember, we cannot do this alone, so share this out and watch this on your big TV at home. So um, this was November 2nd, 2023, a new article from Psychiatrist.com and uh, many other websites, many other sites and news agencies. A new discovery has revealed what ancients have been saying, what elders have been saying, what cultures around the world have been saying for a long time, that hair follicles have a hidden sixth sense. Well, it's not just so magical. It is that these hair follicles release both histamines and serotonin when touched, which signal nerve cells to send signals to the brain. And so what they are saying is that hair are like antennas. Even hair follicles want to stay in touch with the roots. Research is published in Science Advances suggests that the structures that anchor individual strands of hair in place are capable of sensory experience beyond making sure that the hair stays put, hair follicles, help regulate temperature and manage sweat. It works like this. Special nerve cells in the skin send touch information to the brain. So do other skin cells. In the new study, Imperial College London explored the interaction between these nerve cells and the human hair follicles to see what and how they experience touch. The researchers started by collecting scalp skin samples from men aged 23 to 54 who were undergoing hair transplant surgeries and also gathering up leftover skin. The researchers then processed the samples using various techniques. They used whole mounting immunolabeling to highlight specific tissue parts for microscopic viewing. Volumetric image capturing detailed 3D tissue pictures. They also analyzed RNA extractions for gene expression. Additionally, they cultured different types of cell types and subjected them to a variety of treatments to observe the responses. This complex set of experimental methods helped demonstrate how the nerve cells sent signals to the brain that process touch sensitivity. This is a surprising find that we don't know why hair follicle cells have had this role in processing light touch. Since the follicle contains many sensory nerve endings, we now want to determine if their hair follicle is activating specific sensory nerves. Hmm. So they analyzed that it is existent, but they haven't really boiled it down to understanding the complete uh, mapping of this. But, you know, you can bet that here within a year, they're going to go ahead and understand this on a deeper level. Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, I, I, I detailed how um, they, scientists have recently 3D printed bioengineered hair for robots so like i don't even know plastic hair that can also do what this does uh that well the, the skin that you know hair and skin right and so the skin can um has sensory has sensing abilities literally like like magnetic or you know this uh this 
just reading technology. It's pretty interesting. So it's copying what our body naturally has. This article states, this implies that hair follicles have a unique way of sensing or responding to touch compared to the rest of the skin. Interestingly, the research observed that ORS cells also have the ability to revert into regular skin cells when needed, like during wound healing, but still maintain their unique touch sensing abilities. Wow. Researchers found that these cells emit ATP adenosine triphosphate, a molecule that serves as a signaling agent to communicate with nerve cells. The new findings add complexity to this model by showing that they communicate between ORS cells and nerve cells. And it isn't just a one-way street. So what they're saying is that the cells in your hair send out signals to the rest of your body and not just like normal cells, they send out information and they send out actions. Pretty interesting. I'm actually learning about some of this um, ATP and, um, you know, efferent neuron, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that has to do with this bio, biology and physiology um, because I am taking a fitness training certification course and I am actually learning pretty much the like, same thing um, in a different way. Pretty cool. Next up, we have from Yahoo Finance. So, Another article about the switchblade, it says switchblade completes the first test flight in Washington. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the science in this car. And they state that you can drive into San Francisco and have Disney, been, uh, dinner on, you know, driving through the streets. And then once the once it gets a little bit uh, traffic congested, you can just drive it up into the sky. Um, there are a few different types. There are two different models. One, yes, that you can fly at a basic level, and another that you can fly into the sky, which is very interesting. So, there is a switchblade BFR, which stands for Visual Flight Rules, which permits a pilot to fly under clear weather conditions. And there is a switchblade IFR, which is an instrument flight rules, which allows pilots with proper instrumentation and approval to fly into the clouds and with zero visibility. So, you know, there's uh, different ways about going about this, about 200,000, which is pretty crazy. It says you'll need a driver's license or a motorcycle's license to drive the switchblade when it's just on the ground, but if you want to go up to the sky, you'll need a pilot certification, which costs 7000 if you're training with your own plane, or maybe 11000 if you're training with their plane. Pretty interesting. So the picture above is the car right here. Yes, yes, guys. Pretty fascinating, right, what we're seeing. This this is literally like out of the Jetsons, and it's already here. It's $200,000, and you can own one by next year. Well, not like you listen to my broadcast, because I don't think I know any millionaire who's just going to buy a flying car. But uh, if you do, hit me up. Like, for real. Come on, man. I want to fly. Zoom, zoom, way up in the sky. Heck yeah. You know, um, 
literally, there's this cool conspiracy between the Flintstones and the Jetsons, if anybody's interested. Supposedly, they're the same universe. Interesting, interesting. I don't know, maybe. It could be. Next up, from Investopedia. New U.S. electric vehicle tax credit rules take effect. So, which would affect things like the Switchblade and Teslas. But, surprisingly, just like I had announced a couple of days ago on my podcast, some of Tesla's models have lost eligibility because the government does not like Tesla. The Tesla Cybertruck all-wheel drive, some of Tesla Model 3s, the Chevrolet Blazer EV, and Nissan Leaf are vehicles that lost eligibility for buyer tax credits. Wow. The long-awaited Cybertruck will be eligible for a federal tax credit later in 2024. Tesla's Model Y, the Rivian's R1T pickup, Jeep's Wrangler 4XE, and Ford F-150 Lightning are among the 19 vehicles still reportedly eligible. Um, so they're really picking and choosing what cars they want in this government. Pretty pretty wild. Um, this article states also, any vehicle with a battery component is made by an entity that is at least 25% owned by China is subject to Chinese jurisdiction and won't be eligible for tax benefits. In 2025, the restrictions will expand further to include critical minerals such as nickel and lithium. So they're really trying to axe out a lot of the foreign invested products and foreign invested cars. Pretty cool. Uh, you get, I've seen the same thing with the technology. Samsung, as I've talked about the phones and all the Samsung products that are coming out. Super good products. I think Samsung just dropped like a um, super dope OLED uh, TV or computer model. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so. What isn't cool? Remember that Chinese spy balloon? Biden administration tried to hide it from us, guys. Yeah, no way. No way, Jose. This is from the Western Journal just recently, uh, December 26th. So, yes, that's, you know, it seemed like years ago. But it was just a couple months ago. Don't get Mandela affected, okay? Um, yeah, Biden knew about it, and... Uh, the report is that the secret U.S. effort was to track, hide, and surveil the Chinese spy balloon. Um, that was what the government and the White House and Biden had wanted to do. They just wanted to hide it from the public, and they uh, actually have more details on this. So, the privately Biden administration's officials complained that the Political outcry over the balloon was wildly disappropriate. So uh, it would have caused a whole bunch of national security threats and, like, well, I, um, talks, right? It would have just been, like, a whole bunch of drama. Oh, my gosh, it's a whole bunch of national security. Uh, but, like, so what? Get, that's, all, that's all right. I mean, I mean, it wasn't a national security threat, was it? In this, this next article might give us a little bit more details. Uh, I mean, a little bit more speculation, too. Uh, this doesn't really answer the question, but it leads us in the right direction. So from the business insider, this article came out around the same time. The Chinese spy balloon 
used U.S. internet to provide uh, its service, right? Back to the Chinese databases and uh, bases over there in China, right? Um, pretty, pretty wild. So I wonder what internet. Well, doesn't really say, but it's just uh, something that we see all the time. The balloon was reportedly loaded with American technology as it gathered photos and information. Oh, man. At the time, China insisted the balloon was just for meteorological purposes. But we quickly found out that was not true. So, while in flight, the balloon was sending real-time intel about U.S. military sites to Beijing. They uh, discovered electrical signals collected when they're reading the balloon. And uh, this could have included communication between base personnel or signals from weapon systems. So, they could have been um, hacking our data. And actually sending it back is what they're speculating. They don't they don't know for sure, but they do know that there was pictures and just the generic stuff, right? They don't know how deep the information went. Pentagon documents later leaked by the 21-year-old U.S. National Guard airman revealed that the high-altitude balloon with surveillance capabilities could have used synthetic aperture radar, which uses electromagnetic data to create high-resolution images. Ooh, so that's a uh, that's some new technology. You know, it's kind of like LiDAR. Ooh. Yes, shake my head to the Biden administration because they knew and they didn't say anything. And uh, for all of you guys out of Cali, listen to this. There is a new ban that bans people from carrying firearms in most public places. So no one's really going to care, but this is um, specifically... I guess to churches, schools, and government buildings such as public parks, zoos, stadiums, and public transit. So there's just they're just opening up uh, the areas that are, that are supposed to be safe zones. You know, of course, schools and churches are 100%. Um, malls and and eateries and stuff. You know, I mean, no one's really gonna like care if they're if they're really gonna go ahead and take their weapon out, they don't care, you know what I mean, you know, they're only going to use it for what they want to use it for, whether it's protection or something evil, you know, um, I don't think people just, like, go about saying, you know what, I want to stand right here with a gun, like, 4th Street, yeah. New York Times, well, maybe, I don't know, that's ridiculous, uh, I mean, some of these areas, though, I'm, I'm wondering if they just, like, if it's a politician's block, right, you know, and they're like, yeah, you know what, we need to protect this area, too. <laughs> it, this law could go both ways, but I do, um, I do think that people need to be more aware of how they use their guns, uh, just everywhere across the nation. Next up. Remember, guys, like, subscribe, share, and, and, uh, Hope you guys are having a great New Year's. Remember, hey, if you guys are watching this broadcast, do a favor for me. Write down three goals that you have for this new year and send them to me. I want to know what you have. Your, your new year 
Mughals, all that strange plastic rock has ominously invaded five continents. Plastosomes are a new type of sedimentary rock that's part plastic and part rock that's been found on at least five continents and 11 countries. These rocks form when molten plastic cools within a minerals matrix, forming the new plastic rock fusion. These kind of rocks could be devastating for ocean ecology as certain marine systems can confuse the plastics for algaes. Oh yeah, this is, oh, just what we needed, huh? Just, just more plastic rock trash, right? Jeez. Well, well, well. By now, many of us have seen the disturbing photos of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which I also cover the Ocean Cleanup Crew and the Ocean Cleanup Project, which tackles that. And they are doing an amazing thing. I think they are starting Operation 4. And I will go ahead and cover that here pretty soon. So be prepared for that this year. Weather Vortex, forces of the world's biggest oceans, has created two massive patches of plastic waste and other maritime trash that litters our watery globe. But plastics aren't happy just remaining in the form of discarded shopping bags or McDonald's straw. Plastics tend to get everywhere. In fact, plastics are so ubiquitous, they reside in your body right now. Plastics are now also infecting the Earth's geology so much that experts are now calling to formally recognize a new kind of sedimentary rock. Plastic stone. Sounds like a Digimon. <laughs> Dea Hu, an associate professor of Tsingshao University of China, and his colleague Lu Wei Wang recently wrote a paper about the emergence of this new plastic rock fusion. Sedimentary rocks are the dominant rock type found on the Earth's surface, and they are highly susceptible to influence by human activities, the paper reads. We contend that these novel plastic forms meet the criteria of a sedimentary rock. We propose the adoption of an existing term, plastosone, with a Vise definition to collectively describe these novel plastic forms. This March, the geologist Fernanda Avalos Santos reported evidence of a disturbing find on the remote island of Trinidad, which is about a four-day boat trip from Brazil. It was this seemingly untouched paradise that geologists discovered stones effectively fused with plastic trash that formed a new type of rock. And this wasn't the first example. Ten years ago, geologists first spotted this rock on the coast of Hawaii. And since then, these stones have been found across five continents and 11 countries. Although some experts call these stones plastiglomerate, plastitar, plastic crust, or anthropoquinus, this paper puts forward the term plastosone to keep nomenclature with limestone, dolostone, sandstone, and mudstone. So plastic stone is a new term for whatever we want to call it. It's now undeniable, though, that humans have left their mark on Earth's geological record. Quite literally, Hu and Wang note that these rocks usually form from land-based plastics, which are usually burned either at something like a campfire or as part of the waste production process. This melted plastic debris is then held within the mineral matrix when it cools down in its diagnosis. Man, yeah, uh... If Finding Nemo didn't teach us enough about how we need to protect the internet, guys, plastostones will, because look at these things. Uh, but I think that's what it is, right? This, Yeah, so this, this mixture of plastic and stone, you can see it's like this volatile-looking chemical. It looks like, I don't know, it just, look, just looks really weird, like this mixture of everything, dirt, junk, chemicals, Rock a little bit of all that, you know. Well, going forward, guys, let's keep it moving. 
we ain't gotta get lost in that, that plastic. We're not trying to get plastified. No plastics in our diet, that's for sure. Well, Texas A&M has created a plastic <laughs> or a polymer that can kill bacteria. Well, I don't think it's plastic, but okay. Let's, let's go ahead and read it. Dr. Quentin Michadol and his research team have created a new family of polymers capable of killing bacteria without inducing antibiotic resistance. A major step in fighting E. coli and MRSA. Scientists are now one step closer to eliminating those threats, thanks to the Texas A&M University-led collaboration. Antibiotic-resistant bacteria have become a growing threat to public health, but we will fight that. We will fight it now. The new polymers we synthesize could help fight antibiotic resistance in the future by providing antibacterial molecules that operate through a mechanism against which bacteria do not seem to develop resistance. Working at the interface of the organic chemistry and polymer science, the Michigan Laboratory was able to synthesize the new polymer by carefully designing a positively charged molecule that can be stitched many times to form a large molecule made of the same repeating charged motif using a carefully selected catalyst called Aquamet. According to Michelin, that catalyst proves key given that it has to tolerate a high concentration of charges and also be water-soluble, a feature that he describes as uncommon for this type of process. After achieving success, the Michelin lab put its polymers to test against two main types of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, E. coli and Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA. In collaboration with Dr. Jessica Schiffman group at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, while awaiting those results, the researchers also tested the polymers toxicity against the human red blood cells. A common issue with antibacterial polymers is a lack of selectivity between bacteria and human cells when targeting the cellular membrane. The key is to have a right balance between effectively inhibiting bacteria growth and killing several types of cells indiscriminately. Michigan credits the multidisciplinary nature of scientific innovation and generosity of dedicated researchers across the Texas A&M campus and country as factors of the team's success in determining the perfect catalyst for the molecule assembly. This project was several years in the making, would not have been possible for the several groups in addition to our UMass collaborators. For instance, we had to ship some samples to the letter I lab at the University of Virginia to determine the length of our polymers, which require a use of an instrument that few labs in the country have. We are also tremendously grateful to biochemist Nathan Williams and Dr. Jean Philippe Beloy here in the Texas A&M, which provide their expertise in our assessment of toxicity against red blood cells. So... I've been covering a lot of medical advancements, and this is great. Um, this is this is good. Um, look, guys, I know that people are scared of like wondering if we should be using a lot of technology to heal ourselves because you know the whole biblical thing. But I really think that at some form, there are some things that we should uh, just use for our body. You know, we we do know that. Like, in the ancient times, they were highly educated about medicines. And we're just trying to recreate, you know, a lot of what the ancient past knew. And, you know, trying to improve on other things, right? So, medicines are just, like, this healer for the most part. You know, of course, there are, like, you know, misuses of everything. But if you use them for the proper and right reason, I think, think you can, uh, you know, 
find joy and find peace. Next up, we have from a NSF government, so this is an official website, um, the U.S. National Science Foundation. Okay, check it out. Meet co-scientists, your AI lab partner, and artificial intelligence-based system succeeds in planning and carrying out real-world chemistry experiments, showing the potential to help human scientists make more discoveries faster. Well, like, this also has the potential to create real-world chemical problems, but it's it's not saying that, but, you know, that's just the, that's just, something we got to be aware of. Anyways, in less time, it will take you to read this article. An artificial intelligence-driven system was able to autonomously learn about Nobel Prize-winning chemical reactions and design a successful laboratory procedure to make them. The AI did it in a few minutes and nailed it on the first try. This is the first time that a non-organic intelligence plant designed and executed this complex reaction that was invented by humans. So, as I've covered over, over the last two weeks, AI and robots now have the potential to create their own objects. It can now put together chemical lab procedures. It can 3D print itself. Um, these nanotechnology robots can shapeshift. Oh my gosh. AI and robots are literally at the next level of humanity and y'all are barely understanding this. So Terminator and all of that, that's that's just one year away, buddy. That's just one year away. Pretty interesting stuff though, so it continues on. The most most complex reactions co-scientists pulled off are known in organic chemistry as palladium catalyzed cross couplings, which earned its human inventors the 2010 Nobel Prize in chemistry with the recognition of its outsized roles of those reactions, which came to play at the pharmaceutical development process and other industri industries that use finicky carbon-based molecules. So there, this robot AI is doing literally the highest levels of science in minutes. What took people years and decades, this AI is just replicating, pulling off on its own, re researching, learning. Because they start a lot of these AI models with, with uh, you know, this a blank slate in order, you know, and then um, they started up to give it its own identity, right? To give it its own learning process. That way it's not like, learning from other people's failures and, 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 and mimicking those failures. These AIs are only creating a success pattern from its own database. And, and yeah, it's pretty in-depth, uh, in right? So, um, okay, this, this is interesting. Published by the journal Nature, the demonstrated abilities of co-scientists show the potential for humans to productively use AI to increase the pace and number of scientific discoveries, as well as improve the replicability and reliability of our current experiments. Wow. They have a now perfect lab partner, a lab partner that's AI and doesn't get tired. Next up. I mean, that's pretty cool, I guess, right? If we can create cures for humanity from AI robot, 
let's, let's check it out. Because, I mean, we know that the rest of the rest of the world does. Like, this article from, uh, I believe, I don't know, somewhere in maybe Germany or somewhere. It's a university. The University of Würzburg could be Germany. They have discovered that ants recognize an infected wound and treats them. The African Matabele ant recognizes when one of their tribes mates is injured while hunting. If the wounds become infected, there is a significant survival risk. However, Matalabele ants have developed a sophisticated healthcare system. They can distinguish between non-infected and infected wounds and treat the latter efficiently with antibiotics they produce themselves. Yes, they produce their own antibiotics. Very, very interesting. Chemical analysis and cooperation with the JMU professor Thomas Schmidt have shown that the hydrocarbon profile of the ant cuticle changes as a result of the wound infection. It is precisely this change that the ants are able to recognize and thus diagnose the infection status of the injured nestmates. For treatment, they then apply antimicrobial compounds and proteins to the infected wound. They take these antibiotics from the metopleural gland, which is located on the side of the thorax. Its secretion contains 112 components, half of which have an antimicrobial or wound healing effect, and the therapy is highly effective. The mortality rate of infected individuals which have been treated is reduced by 90%. So 90% of these ants that heal themselves, that apply their own little treatment, they live. That's better than the freaking hospitals these days. We're supposedly the smart ones. Jeez. With the exception of humans, I know of no other living creature that can carry out such sophisticated medical wound treatment. Having medical implications because the primary pathogen is in the ant's wound, the Pseudomus autogenosa, which is also a leading cause of infection in humans, with several strains being resistant to antibiotics. So these ants have like this super ability to heal that we would like completely die from if if our body went through the same process. Wow. Pretty, pretty fascinating. And people think that like nature is dumb. Nature is basic. Nature is generic. But it's just year after year, we find that nature and the things around us have these sophisticated systems. Dolphins with their uh, ability to like sonar track things. Like, you know, it's, in, it's incredible. I love the world. I love nature. And I hope you guys love this broadcast, this podcast. Remember, guys, like, subscribe, share. So next up, Hershey's was hit with a $5 million lawsuit over Reese's candy because they weren't cute enough. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, people people were mad that Reese's was not always how it was packaged. So all the different ways from the Reese's candies that have been packaged over the years have caused a deceptive and misleading viewpoint of Reese's and people are mad now everybody out there in the world don't like it there's a class action lawsuit in Florida on behalf 
behalf of, of Cynthia Kelly of Tampa. And she won a $5 million lawsuit. Wow. Kel, if you guys see a problem with a company that they're lying, just just go for it. Hit them with a lawsuit. You know, because, uh, you know, you, you miss every shot you don't take. Like this right here. This this 13-year-old boy became the first person to ever beat classic Tetris. All of you old heads who've been around for like 50 years, like, on the master beat. You guys never played Tetris. Like, look, dude, this 13-year-old millennial Blue Scooty beat Tetris. Yes. Oh, my God. I watched it. There's like a freaking five-hour video. I don't even know. I have no idea how long the video is. And I don't want to click the video again because you're going to be sitting there forever watching this dude. Oh, it's a 38-minute video. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, in the last few rounds, though, you see that these, like, Blocks are changing colors and they're moving all fast. It's ridiculous. Look on the, on the right. I didn't even know that the colors change in this freaking thing. Like once you go up to like level one hundred, they all become these weird different colors, and they they randomly change like a rainbow too. It's freaking wild. Uh, I didn't know that you could beat Tetris either. Have you? I mean, this guy has no life. He's no girl with no life. I'm just gonna say it now. Next up, <laughs> just kidding. He congrats. So the kid, congrats to the kid. Um, and uh, this is wild right here. I've been covering um, the fight against uh, online pornography sites for a while. But uh, right here, Pornhub blocks North Carolina and Montana as porn regulation spreads. Pornhub's ongoing fight against government age verification laws catches more users in the crossfire. Pornhub has restricted access in two more states. So North Carolina and Montana ha have no access to Pornhub. They have to visit other sites. Wow. That's crazy. Um, well, the move is meant to protest laws that went into effect in both the states. Montana passed a ID verification law in May, and North Carolina passed uh, a new law, I guess. Wow, okay. The laws require states to either use third-party verification or, in the case of Montana, digitized identification to verify visitors' age. Both sites also uh, state to leave enforcement as a civil matter, allowing individuals to sue if they think the site violates the law. Um, okay, well, it says both states also leave enforcement as a civil matter. Okay, well, this is getting pretty in-depth, guys. Like, people are... States are mad. States are getting involved now. You know, big states are like, hey, we're coming directly after these places. And these sites are now fighting back. Uh, this, Yeah, it's a huge sex trapping operation with Pornhub and all that. I'm not really a fan of, because, uh, like, a lot of those videos are shady. Shady. Like, you know, it's just damage. People are, like, psychologically all messed up. It's not real. Who knows how evil the spirits are? Anyways, anyways. Um, phew, man. Well, it says, the, despite the company's safety claims, uh, one of the company's owners, ALO, which is a huge agency, was recently fined $1.8 million by the federal government for allegedly willfully hosting videos of sex trafficking victims, which is kind of what I just said. Montana and North Carolina have joined 
a small list of states that have restricted access to Pornhub. Louisiana, Utah, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Virginia have passed similar laws prompting Pornhub to block access in most of those states. Meanwhile, Texas, Texas passed its own identification law currently under appeal in the Fifth Circuit, which also requires adult film sites to show um, substantiated warnings about the health risks of watching porn. Pornhub will have to find some way to manage age verification if it wants to be in America. But personally, guys, you're a loser if you watch porn like that. Like, like how the the raging left, you know, wants to promote its LGBTQ, but they're gay. And anyways, uh, here we go. Last piece of news: Grimes, Elon Musk X, here's her. Pride in white culture. Yes, uh, I guess it says right here, I'm called a Nazi because I'm happily proud of my white culture. But every day, I think fondly of the brown King Cyrus, the great who invented the first ever empire, and the Japanese icon Murasaki Shikabu, who, who wrote the first novel ever. What if humans just loved each other? History teaches us that we have all been and always will be great. Tolkien lamented the damage Nazis did to the melting pot that is a white culture as a European mutt. I firmly agree with him. My complaint is the Western ignorance of everything else, such as Kublai Khan's popularization of paper money and mechanics. <laughs> Everyone who wants to join in to contribute should be allowed of America. I am an immigrant to America. I hope I get to stay here, such, such as many others. Um, th there's a lot more, I'm guessing. You know, I'm, I'm sure it has to de deal with exactly what Elon Musk was wearing at the Met Gala, which said, like, New World Order on the back of his jacket while she was with him. So, like, uh, yeah, Grimes, no one's falling for your stuff. She looks like a witch. But uh, anyways. Anyways, guys. You guys have a wonderful night. I love you guys. You guys take care. Be blessed. Be high. And remember, guys. Uh, I couldn't do this without you. So go ahead and show some support. Show some love. Um, you know. Do everything that you guys want to in this life because no one else is going to help you do it except you and be the motivator for everyone around you because no one else is going to motivate like you except you you know what i mean when you see your family or friends need they need a little bit of a lift they need a little bit of a boost you be that one you know what i mean um hope you guys are going to make the best of this new year so, take care, guys. Uh, donate below to my GoFundMe. Donate to Cash Up if you guys love me. <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, share. Visit all my sponsors below. And take care, guys. Be blessed and be high. See you guys next time on the 509 Divine Pies Podcast. Peace.
meditating, analyzing everything I see, so I see new horizons. Took the acid, feeling blasted in my brain, so I've been sitting up inside it, thinking about the present and the future. I'm improving cause I am a trooper, never getting caught up in the loop. Got up out it cause I found the truth. Woke up to a beauty of the day, and the sun is shining, so I'm finna stay. Sitting, soaking up all of the rays, till I feel it surging through my brain. Like some bugger sugar, did a lot of cane, experimented with it, couldn't name all the times I did it. Feeling like a fade, I'm really, really glad that I let it go. Cause I gotta be prepped for the time when the plane ride is a new norm, so I know I'm gonna stay high, blaze on the ganja. Feeling like I make my music go to another level while I take off. I can't ever stop this, fell in love with it, fit like a glove, so I'm never ever done with it. So now I'm about to rip another beat, ayy. One day I'll make a million in a week, yeah, shooting for the top spot. Feel like I'm a hot shot, like I really got a chance with it, I will not flop. Somebody gonna make a dance when I pop off, gonna have all the bitches taking all the tops off. I've been feeling like I'm really gonna kill it for the rest of my life, so I've been staying focused. In my soul, I've been feeling like a million dollars, so I know that everything is really getting closer. Yeah, no posers, only been hanging with the ones I've chosen. Only all the people that are living in the right way, cause they spending every day growing. Yeah, no whole shit, coming in my life and then leaving in a moment. That's the shit I'll never let into my life again, cause lately I've been feeling like I'm golden. Never showboat, I just showcase all my music that I've made this far. Always knew that I could be the one that would get this far. Now I'm right here looking in my mirror, trying to figure out if there's any more fear. Cause I'm getting rid of it all, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting rid of it all. Meditating, analyzing everything I see, so I see new horizons. Took the acid, feeling blasted in my brain, so I've been sitting up inside it. Thinking about the present and the future. I'm improving cause I am a trooper. Never getting caught. Oh, I guess Instagram had some trouble, but... I hope you guys enjoyed it everywhere else. Peace.